0: It's another Panthers pre-game podcast. Just the two of us this week, as uh, Chris is otherwise engaged. So it's me, John O'Ballard, and with former Panthers netminder Dan Green. Evening, Dan. Evening. It's just like the commentary. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. So unfortunately, nothing happening in front of us that we can uh, describe, unless I could describe my monitor screen, I suppose. But I don't think that'd be very interesting. All right, we're going to obviously look ahead to Panthers games coming up this weekend against the Cardiff Devils at home, 7pm face-off at the Motorpoint Arena on Saturday, and then away to Manchester Storm in the Challenge Cup with a 5.30pm face-off at the Alchingham Ice Dome on Sunday. Before we do that, I think we have to touch on last weekend, as painful as some parts of that will be. Dan, um, Saturday night wasn't a good one, was it?
1: no obviously not the result we were looking for i think even more importantly not the performance we were looking for you know we've we've said it for the last couple of years you know we're not going to win every game no team is you know sometimes you have to just accept a loss but i think losing at home in that fashion you know obviously wasn't acceptable and um you know by by anybody from from top to bottom and you know the the only thing i can i can hope for is that it was sort of an early wake up call and, you know, that thing, of you know, that kind of thing obviously doesn't happen again. So if it was ever going to happen, you know, in the cup, in the group stages early on is probably the best time you would want it to happen. But um, no, hopefully everybody can kind of learn from it and the players can kind of see, you know, a bit more about what a Nottingham Sheffield game is and the atmosphere and just kind of move on.
0: And I think that was... The thing this week in a lot of the player interviews, and you and you said it there, it wasn't an acceptable performance at home, and in everything that the players have responded with this week, uh, especially in in the media, has been no, that that wasn't acceptable from us.
1: No, you know they've they've all said the right things, and, and I'm sure Jonathan, you know, and and the leaders there have kind of drilled that into the team that you know, you know, let alone in a Sheffield game, but it doesn't matter who we play and what competition. If we come out like that, we'll we'll lose nine times out of ten, and especially to a you know an always title chasing Steelers team. You know, one of the best teams. You have to be on your A game, or you're going to get beaten heavily. And that obviously happened. And like I said, hopefully it's kind of a, a one off. Obviously, there's been a lot of good performances scattered around it. Um, none more so than, than than obviously the next night in Guildford. So hopefully it's just a a learning curve for them, and they will uh, you know step up from now on.
0: Moving on to the following night uh, on Sunday night and, you know, a a big character performance from the Panthers to go to Guildford, a team that finished runners-up last season and get the penalty shot win, especially after being 2-0 down so early on. I mean, the team could have been quite fragile after what happened on Saturday night, but they showed some real character to, to get the two points in that game.
1: Definitely. Yeah, obviously a, a tough place, like you said, to go and win. You know, we have had some success there over the last couple of years. But yeah, to go down to nothing after the night before, you know, to, to kind of concede, you know, seven, eight straight goals and then bounce back. You know, Rock obviously played really well. They got it done in the shootout. And I think that's the thing. It's, you know... You want to win, and you want to win by a big scoreline. But I think winning there in that fashion is, is just as pleasing because they kind of ground and and gutted a result out after being two nothing down early, and that proves character and pushback. And you know, easily after going two down that early, it could have been like, oh, here we go again, and you know, we uh, we could have collapsed, but we didn't. We fought back and got into the game, and you know, our first two points of the of the league season.
0: And that was the other thing as well, wasn't it? After losing to Manchester at home the week before in in the Elite League, it was vitally important that Panthers got some points on the board.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because even this early, you know, if, if we end up losing that game in regulation, like we you know we easily could have done after the sort of first period, um, all of a sudden you're sat on zero points and some teams already have four or five. And, you know, I know we're still in, you know, barely in October, but... You know you you start getting behind the eight ball early and it's and it's really difficult, so you know we we need to keep up with a sort of a uh, sort of chasing pack as it were, and you know yeah to sort of come back get those two points, and then you know if we can get another two on Saturday, all of a sudden we'll be you know right back up there again, so yeah, massive two points all round
0: another thing as well, a lot has been made of Panthers speed and skill which they do seem to have in, in abundance, but they showed on Sunday night that they can win where they have to grind it out as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, speed and skill is is a massive thing, you know, especially at home, you know, a little bit bigger ice and, and whatever, but there are a lot of rinks in this league, you know, the, um, the Fives, the Manchester's where we're going to have to go and really grind a result out and we're going to have to show a different side. I think it's obvious we have a lot of speed and talent and we can score, But we're going to have to go into rinks like Guildford, where it's low scoring. We're going to have to rely on goaltending, guys scoring at key points. And obviously, we did that really well on Sunday. But that's something, you know, if if we're going to challenge at the top, it's going to have to continue. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, let's look ahead to the weekend. And on Saturday night, Panthers are back home. uh, 7pm face-off, as we said, against the Cardiff Devils at the Motorpoint Arena. And we know from last season uh, and previous seasons, the games against the Devils tend to be absolute humdingers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I can't remember the result of the, the, the two that stand out to me are the one where Kell scored the breakaway quite early yep. and the one, I'm sure it was a different game, obviously the Levin between the legs goal That's last a, year.
0: Same game. Same, same game. Three-one,
1: that they're sort of two moments that kind of stand out to me, obviously, both from those games. But no, I think, you know, we, we have a really good record kind of historically uh, against Cardiff in this building. So that bodes well. Um, I think obviously coming off the big win Sunday, that that's obviously a good sign. Um, you know, there's no two ways about it. Cardiff are a top quality team, you know. Pete Russell, top coach, top organisation, good Brits, you know, solid top-end Brits, mm. good imports. Um, you know, they probably haven't been outside the top two or three in the last kind of 10 years in the league. Loads of trophies. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a really tough game. But I think, you know, you want to bounce back with another big game at home. I'm sure it'll be a really good crowd. Um, and it's a good test. You know, you want to test yourself against the best. And we did that against Sheffield and obviously came up very short. But you know, hopefully that that bit of, um, you know, history against the Devils doing well will kind of, you know, keep with us. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, whatever happens, it'll be sort of a really high-tempo, entertaining game.
0: Yeah, Devils adding to their roster Today, with the signing of Brandon Alderson, announced 31-year-old Canadian winger, uh, he comes after playing for the Hanover Scorpions in the German third tier last season, 79 points in 49 games in the regular season with a plus-minus of plus 66. So he looks like he'll bring some quality because he's got uh, lots of DEL2 experience, uh, experience in Austria, Slovakia, Czech Republic plus uh, a lot of ethl and ahl experience as well that's a, an excellent pickup for the devils
1: yeah i think it's always good when you have a guy that's uh, you know he's he's a little bit older you know not not old but he's he's not coming in as an unknown you know he's 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 early 30s he's played a lot of games i think playing in Europe will help him as you said all over europe you know he won't really take any adjustment i wouldn't imagine he's kind of used to playing uh, on this side of the continent and yeah i mean it, Big body, kind of put up points everywhere he's been. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure where he'll slot in in that lineup. But obviously, you know, they have a lot of guys that can score points. And he looks like another one that will add to that. So, yeah, you know, excited to see him play. It's always good when, you know, good imports come to the league. It just raises the standard. So I'm excited to see him Saturday.
0: But. As you say, quality throughout that Cardiff Devils lineup. Uh, obviously Ben Bounds in goal, uh, backed up now by Callum Booth. They've got quality in defence. Mark Richardson, who you know the veteran, but just seems to be one of the best defensemen in the league every single season. And then they've got an embarrassment of riches up front. You know Joey Joey Martin, Trevor Cox, you know Justin Crandall. The list just goes on and on and on. And that they are a very, very depth team.
1: Yeah, but very depth. I think they've they've they're more well-rounded, where, you know, I wouldn't say they don't have superstars. That's a bit disrespectful, but they, they almost have, you know, 12, 13 absolutely quality forwards, you know, some really good Brit depth. I love watching Josh Waller. You mentioned Richardson. Um Obviously, Ben Bounds, Um, I think they're the kind of team that, you know, if Ben Bounds has a good season and he's really solid, I expect them to be really pushing on all fronts for trophies, Um, like, you know, solid at the back. They've got guys that have been there for years, you know, the Samfords, the Martins, the Coxes now into his third year. Um, they seem to keep bringing, you know, the sort of the core back, as it were. So, yeah, I, I expect them to be quality, you know, throughout the lineup. But again, we've had success against them over the last few years at home, especially. So, um, hopefully, we can get up for the game, and, and it should be a really good one.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this this Panthers team matches up to the Devils, because uh, the Devils, as we say, have always been solid. The, Probably not the fastest team last season, and it'd be interesting to see how how the Devils do cope with the speed that Panthers now possess.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're probably, when you sort of compare them to the Steelers, um, Sheffield maybe have a bit more real high-end maybe skill and speed if you sort of went mm-hmm. player for player, which obviously, you know, we struggled with at the weekend, but saying that I think they're they have a bit more structure and they maybe play a bit more of a system where Sheffield's a bit more run and gun guys trying to score whereas Sheffield have a lot of scoring depth but they just kind of roll the lines you know Pete Russell's a very very good sort of disciplined coach so um but yeah I think we, we do have we've obviously you know Henbrand. Niemenon, Johnson, lots of speed, speed on every line. Um, So we'll see how the Devils cope. I think it's going to be a really, you know, fast-paced end-to-end game. So I I I think it's going to be a really exciting one.
0: And then on Sunday, it's Manchester Storm in the Challenge Cup a team that we've already played twice this season, home and away. The lads getting a 4-2 victory the last time out in Manchester in the Challenge Cup. They've had two additions since then with former NHLer Joe Morrow coming in and also Matt Murphy coming in to bolster their defence. They currently sit atop of the Elite League with seven points from four games and they've really, really strengthened bringing those two guys in.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we obviously, like you said, one win, one loss. We we haven't played them since those two new defensemen are in the lineup. Obviously, Joe Morrow, especially, you know, probably the best best resume in the league, really. Um, so they will be full of confidence, and you know, it's normally tough enough. Obviously, we won in that building a couple of weeks ago, and you know, it's tough enough to go there anyway. Let alone, you know, with a couple, you know, a couple of extra bodies, full of confidence, top of the league, like you said. So. Um, that will be a really tough one. You know, you kind of look at it and think, oh, Cardiff's the big game and then, you know, go to Manchester and, you know, should win that one. But I, I don't really see it like that. You know, I think they'll both be really tough for different reasons. You know, going into Manchester's never easy. And obviously they came into our rink and and, and beat us, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, they're on good form. Cardiff are on good form. So I think kind of have to worry about each game individually, but I think, you know, it's going to be a really, really tough weekend.
0: And the thing is, as well, Manchester getting the night off on Saturday, they haven't got a game, so they're going to come in on Sunday quite fresh.
1: Yeah, and um actually didn't realise that, but yeah, sometimes that can work both ways. You know, you maybe are a little bit rusty for the first period because you haven't played, but... Definitely as the game wears on, you would think we will obviously fatigue a bit more and they really have no excuse for that. So yeah, I would say that only makes it only makes it harder for us. So yeah, they will be, you know, full throttle at us, you would think, from from puck drop Sunday. So yeah, just just another reason really for Manchester to be very confident.
0: But of course, with Panthers getting that victory in in that building a couple of weeks ago, it means the Panthers can go in there with confidence, knowing that they can win there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it's it is a very tough rink to play because of the dimensions and it's you know the crowds kind of right on top of you and and things like that. But absolutely, because we won there, you know, we have no reason to go in and, and fear them. And obviously, they beat us at home, you know, only by a goal. It's you know not like they they kind of played us off the rink or whatever. But no, I think having got that win and especially if we can win Saturday, you know, we'll go in there with a little two game, you know, winning run and, and hopefully turn two into three. So yeah, no, no reason we can't go in there and win, but it will uh, it'll definitely be a tough challenge. Before we go, uh, just a, a couple
0: of things to to talk about really. And uh, the subject of abuse and online abuse has raised its ugly head again with uh, Joe Sewell and Liam Sewell, taking to social media, showing messages they've been sent via their direct messi- messages, basically just abuse towards them. We're in a situation where we, we haven't got many officials around the game at the moment. Uh, a few are leaving because of the abuse. And this isn't just uh, w- with ice hockey, it's all sports, uh, football especially. And we've seen at the top of the game in football that how mistakes uh, snowball, especially with what Jurgen Jür- Klop was saying this week. I'm sure you're not too, uh, not too bothered about it, and considering it was starting to move, who benefited it, from it,
1: <laughs> yeah. But it, you're right, it was obviously it worked out well in that regard, but it's still obviously completely the wrong decision, you know. Not even just that, but, you know, the sort of red cards maybe as well. So I can I can understand why they're uh, not happy. There were probably two or three big decisions that, that went against them. So, no, I agree. But the, it shows that
0: uh, even at the very top, at the mo- most professional of sports, with, with a load of money pumped in, that mistakes can be made. When you think about hockey where you've got officials, it's a fast sport, and they've got to make a split-second decision without the technology to help them. A search, especially on things like for for game misconducts or checks to the head. So to receive abuse like that and a, an abuse from the stands that seems to be getting worse, it's really not on.
1: No, I, I you know, it, it really has to be stamped out. I mean, I just, I don't think people realize, you know, like you're saying about in, in the Premier League, it's different. These guys are full-time professionals, you know, the, the, the guys and girls that do the elite league and, and you know other leagues in this country you know it's not a massively high paying job it's not their number one job it's very difficult like you said the speed and the skill now and you know without these guys we don't have a game if, if mm. all of a sudden three or four of them turn around next week and say that's enough I don't need this I've got a job and a family we don't have officials you know we, we all of a sudden can't have games and it's yeah, I mean, there's there's one thing shouting something from the crowd or whatever, you know, that's probably kind of expected here and there. But when it gets personal, when it's, you know, messages to their phone or social media and, and some of the things, it's, it's crazy, you know, it's completely unacceptable. And, you know, these people are humans and, you know, players make mistakes, coaches do, officials do it's part of the game they do have some you know replays and stuff to help them out but you know at the end of the day it's a game and they're doing their best and you know if a decision doesn't go your way it probably will next time i'm sure it works its way out but yeah you can't you know whether you're an adult or a child you can't react like that you can't talk to people like that you know these people have families and and jobs and you know, we all make mistakes at our jobs. And if you've got say like a regular job and you make a mistake, someone wouldn't send you a personal vile message online. I think people just have to grow up a bit like that. And just, you know, I understand it's frustrating at the time, but you know, you have to just get over it and, and just accept it happens. But I think our officials do a really good job and, you know, some of them have done it a really long time and they're really passionate about it. And, um, yeah, they, they obviously need some help with it, but yeah, we need to cut that out because, you know, Liam Saul's a you know, really high-quality official, and if, if those guys all of a sudden quit, we're in trouble, so yeah, cut that out.
0: Well, well he he was officiating at Paul A in the World Championships. Yeah. This, this, yeah,
1: so. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it doesn't really get much higher than that, so, and, and I'm sure people at that level make mistakes, and even, you know, in the NHL, they make mistakes, and You know, but like I said, it's a bit different there because they're paid very well. It's their job, the training they get, the help they get. But, you know, it's obviously not like that in this league. So, you know, people just have to kind of understand that a little bit. And um, yeah, but, you know, I think in any in this social media era, people kind of think they can say what they want. It's the same about the players, you know, it's mm. you can kind of shout something from the crowd, but you know, don't take it home with you. Don't be sending people messages and you know, because it, it really does affect people, you know, long term. So yeah. And, and I think
0: what a lot of people don't realise is as well is that the things that the referees and officials have to go through that the the knowledge that they have to have, especially of the rule book completely inside out, they will know everything about that rule book from top to bottom, which with no disrespect, many people in the crowd won't. And it's something that I've always always said, that you can download the rule book. I, I kept it on my phone. So if there was something I wasn't sure about, I could refer to it. And I would recommend it to anybody because it helps your own knowledge of the game as well. But I think there needs to be far more respect for these officials for what they know and what they can do and what they have to sacrifice in order to do what they do.
1: Yeah, it's and, it, and it's it's a lot harder than people think. You know, we've kind of been around hockey our whole lives. I, I couldn't imagine being a ref like how difficult it would be. You know, mm. we we say it all the time on commentary how often, you know, in a Panthers game does something happen, and both of us go, "Oh, that's not a penalty," and then we see the replay and we're like, "Oh no, yeah, that was a penalty." You and know, then, and,
0: and we have the benefit of three it, or four exactly. camera angles. <laughs>
1: Or or you know, we'll both be like there'll be a goal and we'll be like, oh no, that wasn't a high stick, and we and when you see the replay and it was, and it's you know, and, and that's all they can do. They put themselves in the best position to make the best call. And you know, we've watched hockey say, you know, twenty, thirty years each at least, and 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 you know, it's sometimes it's really difficult and we can sometimes see a replay four times and we still don't know that you know what it was so yeah you know i i would say to people if you if you want to judge and make comments try it you know go on a Mm. referee's course they're they're crying out for refs put a pair of skates on sign up for a course and see how you do and that you know you you, you might be really good but I, i think you'll you'll see how difficult... I mean, I know. I, I feel like I know hockey inside out. There's no way I could be a ref. No, you, me, you know, even either. watching it on TV, you know, even watching other sports, football on TV, you, you you see something and you make a call and it's when you see the replay, you're completely wrong. So it's. I think it's a lot harder than people think and the game is very quick nowadays and the guys are so skillful and, you know, things happen and, you know, emotion gets involved in the game and it's really difficult. So... Yeah, I think what one good thing with, with regard to this is is I
0: saw another bit of of online abuse on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, go towards Liam and Joe Sewell that they were sort of dealing with. But it was good to see other fans jumping in and saying, "No, that's not acceptable." Can I? Yeah, and I, I think I think that's the thing. Sometimes you forget that it's the majority of fans are actually absolutely fine. This is only a very small albeit vocal minority that we're talking about.
1: Yeah. And I think you find that with everything, you know, when something bad happens, it's it's never the majority. It's yeah. Like you said, it's a very small, very small pocket, but like you said, it's good to see fans also from other teams uniting almost, you know, if, if there's been a bad call or not a bad call, but a, a big call in the game and it's not gone someone's way. And, you know, like you said, you've got fans from other teams being, like, oh, you know, just call it. It was just a, you know, so it's, I always think when something bad happens in hockey, it kind of unites everybody. And like you said, it, it, it seems to have done that again. So hopefully that continues.
0: Right. Well, I think we will leave it there for this pre-game podcast. Of course, Uh, Seven o'clock on Saturday, Panthers against Cardiff Devils. You will want to be there. They're always cracking games at the Motorpoint Arena between the Panthers and the Devils. But if not, you can join Dan and myself for commentary on the webcast, which will be starting around 10 to 7 or 5 to 7 when it usually starts. So you've got your voice nice and prepped and ready for Saturday.
1: Yeah, The voice is ready after this. I'll be resting it now. So on Saturday, I'm sure I'll be uh, shouting and screaming. So absolutely.
0: (laughs) So join us for that. But get down there if you can. Nothing better than live hockey. Dan, thanks for uh, keeping me company on this one with with just the two of us. And uh, hopefully we will be back with a post-game podcast on Saturday. And Chris and Ken will be with us then. But until then, thanks for joining us and goodbye.